1: People are getting angry uh, and they're starting to speak up over the weekend because the things that the government did in the early days of the war to cut prices, the Ukraine war, are being unwound. And things that were done during COVID are being unwound. As a result of which pretty much any benefit that businesses or homeowners got is being slowly unwound. Now, it's 37 days to the budget. So over the next month, you're going to hear an awful lot of pressure coming from all sides to do something about this. So if you take last week, the VAT on hospitality and hairdressing and stuff like that went from 9% back up to 13.5%. And over the weekend, as Kevin points out this morning, over the last four weeks, the litre of petrol has gone up nearly... 20 cents and the diesel is going up too and there's another hike coming in the petrol and diesel. The carbon tax went on in May and life is just getting more and more expensive and we're being told to expect in the budget that there will be probably one maybe more energy credits given to us again in the winter, which is all very fine and thank you very much and all of that. But they're taking it back with the other hand. Like, if you're going to get a couple of quid towards the electricity, and it did help last winter. Certainly helped in Coogan Towers anyway. A couple of quid they gave us towards electricity. It certainly helped. But you're taking it back with the other hand if you're going to let the price of petrol and diesel relentlessly climb. Um, One man who noticed the prices starting to climb on his, if you like, clinics, uh, his tour around his various clinics in West Cork uh, last week was independent TD Michael Collins and Michael took to Facebook having done a tour of his various corners of his constituency. He took to Facebook and it's fair to say he wasn't a happy camper.
2: Noticed uh, this evening right I West Cork on my travels from I was in Clonakilkia and I was back in Skibbereen, back in Bantry. Uh, filling stations, people uh, packing in filling stations this evening, trying to get the fuel at the lower rate. Imagine Fina Father and Fina Gale going this to its people tomorrow. Putting up the price of fuel, mom, mothers and fathers trying to take children to school in the morning, putting that alert into their car, and they're now paying seven cents and five cents a litre extra. It's daylight bloody robbery. That's what they've done to the people of West Cork and done to the people of this country. Daylight robbery. Forget about the Greens. They don't mind robbing you. They think that's what you're there for. But it's astonishing the parties that should stand by the people. And to think that fuel is going up to same thing, no need for it. No need to tax take fuel is crucial. Irish people. So the, the person that's seen a citizen going for their paper tomorrow morning or whatever, they're all being screwed. Everyone being screwed. That's what it is. It's screwing people. That's what it is. And also, the VAT rate is going up tonight from 9 to 13.5%. This is an attack on every publican, on every business, on every cafe, and every restaurant, and every hotel in the country. This is Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael and a Green government that are just out there for a greedy grab so they can splash out a big, big boast when it comes to the budget in a, in a, in a month's time. This is a disgrace. And the people of Ireland know that there's a council election coming and there's a European election coming. And they won't forget the people for what they've done to them here. Robbery. Robbery is the fuel station. Robbery when you go for a little bite to eat at your cafe and try to put people out of business, hard working people out of business, and ordinary people try to uh, live their life and they've been hit, hit in the pocket every which way they can by tomorrow morning. Michael
1: Collins, good morning. What would you do?
2: Uh, good morning, uh, PJ. First and foremost, we put uh, a number of motions forward in the dial that the carbon tax increases have to stop because uh, our fuel is, is starting to rise. It's starting to go to control once again. And uh, the government continuously ignore and that they're, they're talking about our environment, which is hugely important. And I'm not trying to deny that, but it's not the, the environment they're worried about. It's the greedy uh, tax grab. And that's what's going on here. It's a tax grab. And what they're trying to do is they'll try and splash out a bit now in the in the next budget and boast how well they did. But they n- they're not being honest with the people because they have it robbed out of your pocket already. And last year, I you t- I the few figures last year and done a bit of research on this. Uh, a fuel was at 186 that year, so we're rising rapid towards that figure again. Yeah. So at, at a, a fuel being at 186 a litre, uh, the supplier gets 82.9 cents. The finish only gets 4 cents. The government gets 1 euro one euro out of that 186. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically on a gallon of fuel, they're getting four euros and 52 cents tax Mm -hmm. on on a a gallon of fuel. And if you put 100 euros of petrol into your car, they get the government that's getting 53 euros and 35 cents. Now, that is day-like robbery of the highest degree against its own people. And it's a sneaky way. And last, uh, was it Wednesday? Wednesday was the 1st of September. That was a mini budget that hit this country. And, they, you know, we called last year when there was energy crisis to have mini-budgets put in place to help the people, and they refused continuously, the government. But they were able to bring in a mini-budget last Wednesday night, and they, don't, they didn't bat an eyelid. Uh, so your fuel went up, uh, your the hospitality sector got hit from 9 to 13 and a half percent. So this, it's, 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 you know what, it's absolutely scandalous. And so the people are telling me, because I actually was traveling, I stopped in a couple of stations, they were packed. Uh, because people are. Trying to get their I, I saw
1: that actually um, one evening last week was a Thursday. I was driving home in my little car, and the the, the petrol light came on, which gives me about forty kilometers to get fuel. And, and I passed the station, and I thought, no, 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 I'd rather chew my own eyeballs than sit in that queue. But people were queuing because the petrol going up at midnight.
2: They, they were, and look. You know what they were saving is two, three quid. That's a lot. You know, you know that that's a lot. If you talk about it over maybe oh, a whole is, week, but there might be
1: absolutely well ten yeah. liters. Ten liters of fuel that's seventy euro.
2: Yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of money for people it's and people winter, can't afford it. Yeah. And we are in a, a situation where people can get uh, school transport for children because we're inundated with people all over Westcar pleading with us from Belgoolie, pleading with us to get school tickets for their children so they can get a school bus to take them, so they have to use the car. We're pushed into a, POC, a shocking public transport uh, service, so we're continuously using cars. And PJ, there's 2.2 uh, million cars in this country, and 99% of those cars are on fossil fuel But the People like it or not, we have no choice in the matter, and the, the government are taking anything up to six billion euros of tax uh, on fuel, and that's no. They were. They used to be in the good times. We'll say when there were more honest with the people. They were only on a two billion tax hit in 2020. But now it's gone up to six billion. It's nothing short, as I said, of a complete robbery. It just rem- reminds me a small bit of, of Robin Hood, the sheriff of Nottingham. He he stole from the the the, the poor yeah. and the, and the middle class to, to feed the rich. You mentioned the
1: carbon tax. Well, now I tried to drill this through <laughs> with with Michael McGrath um, in the recent months, and it would appear from what you're told they had no option but to bring the carbon tax in because it was an agreement with the EU that they had to do it. And and Michael McGrath would insist, and I'm sure after budget we'll talk, me and he, he would insist that you can't just do what you like when it comes to VAT and excise. Now, I would argue other countries have said to the EU... Shag off now. We'll talk to you later. We're looking after our people, but Michael McGrath and 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 Haskell Donoghue seem to be very determined not to break the rules. And is that not responsible government? to Being prudent and staying
2: within the rules. It's 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 nothing short, as I said, only a, a greedy tax grab. And they can. Uh, but if can the are staying within the rules, m-
1: Michael, m- if it's what they have to do, if it's what they're obliged to do under EU rules, then it's prudent government, surely.
2: Yeah. Other European countries are moving to help their people and they've provided um, uh, cheaper VAT rates in relation to fuel and they can get away with it. But we seem to be... uh, They'll be penalised down the road. They will be (laughs) penalised. We have... We have we VAT have on fuel, we have carbon tax on fuel, we have uh, I think, called NORA on fuel. There's every tax that's applied on fuel. Yeah. So the government can make some movement on the VAT and they can say, if there's, uh, they're insisting that they have to have carbon tax, but there's other ways to penalise people because carbon tax only penalises the person, uh, especially the people in rural uh, Ireland. It doesn't matter where you live uh, because you have to use a vehicle to get to your place of work and, oh, yeah. and, and be, people are suffering and they're suffering in the pocket. And they're not, not—they're like, they're, it, it, it wasn't bad enough, you know, that they got hit with the fuel. They got hit with the hospitality sector. So if they went yeah. to the restaurant the next morning or to the cafe the next morning, the coffee was gone up, the hairdresser was gone up. It's <laughs> just a greedy, greedy grab-take, and that's all it is. They will have a beautiful announcement for their budget. It's no wonder they will when they're yeah. grabbing 6 billion euros out of tax, out of fuel. Uh, and so they're basically taking it out of everybody's pocket oh. and giving it back to a few pockets.
1: Well, if you look at it, right, the 200 euro um, tar- uh, cre- credits on the electricity last year which I, I did and I sat here and I say it again it it was a, a nice handy bite taken out of a, of a hefty bill. I appreciated it but it looks now when you do the maths,
2: we're only getting my own money back. Absolutely but you know the thing we're forgetting here too is you know, if fuel goes up, the, the cost for the the, the hauliers that are taking, bringing food to the stores, the cost for the farmer, the cost for the fishermen with their trawlers, out oh, there, there's huge costs. And that cost is going to be applied extra on to people. So not alone they're going to be hitting the filling station when they go back in to buy the loaf of bread or go back in to buy uh, uh, f- fish in the market or, or or whatever produce that they need. They, it's going to be rising inside the store because the, the the haulier can't take the hit. And they're continuously saying that to the government. We can't keep taking the hit. I was speaking to people yesterday because uh, there was all vintage um, and, and trash in this And they were telling me that like we're caught tight. We're cut tight. We are cut tight we can not provide our services for the way we are because the money's coming in. and not meeting that. So like they're going to have to raise the, the, the price of, of of father. The price of food is mm. raised in. When it comes to the shop, so it's a knock on effect. So it's not just a vision station. It'll be in the shop then afterwards and the yeah. person goes into the shop to buy the food. Mm.
1: Are we not a little bit to blame ourselves, Michael? Bear with me on this point now for a sec. I was away Saturday, I was in Dublin. Um just went up for a show up and down the same day on the train. The reason we did that was because the hotels are too blast expensive to stay over, I couldn't justify the cost of it. But I sat down for a bite to eat um, in a, in a very well known place, a place I've been very fond of and have been there many times, and the prices had gone up a little bit with the um, the VAT. They'd gone up overnight by a few cents here and there. But what I noticed the pint, the price of a pint with your dinner in Dublin seven euro. My I'm the agent. I paid it. We the problem with us, I think, a little bit, Michael, as people,
2: is we just reach into the wallet and we pay. Unfortunately, we do, and and look, you know, I, I go up and down to Dublin too, and, and, and you know when I'm in the you, Dáil, and you I know I exactly
1: the- what it's like. You know, the cost of a hotel in I Dublin has
2: gone through the flipping roof, Michael. Oh, it's just, just crazy money. It's just crazy money. But in fairness, it, 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 just to, uh, I suppose to be, to put a, 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 an honest reflection, that there's an awful lot of hotels, family-run hotels, uh, In, in I, I can only talk about West Cork, that are giving the same rate as they gave many years ago, and the same service, and the same prices they can in. Spot and, on. And I'll tell you this, it, uh, Michael, is, jumping across a here, West Cork, over, sorry, yeah.
1: West Cork, and I say this, not as someone who lives down there like you do, but as someone who visits it, Re- relatively frequently, as frequently as I can, and I'm heading off down to Baltimore again for a weekend now, mid-September, I love that place. West Cork is still quite reasonable if you know what you're looking for.
2: It, it, it is, in fairness, a lot of the hotels have been very, very fair to people I I, I, I meet with the sector because obviously they had worries going from 9 to thirteen and a half and a half percent, they can't keep taking the hit because I, I met with the hotel sector even previous to the last budget and they told me some of the family members are working free in, of charge inside because they cannot uh, afford uh, to pay themselves uh, w- w- with, with, with uh, so much uh, overheads, uh, you know, especially the energy crisis and all that. So like some of the hotels are very honest, but there is a few chances out there, chances, on, and especially when come, going to a concert or going to something where mainly because our young people go to concerts, I uh, go to every and not young, but, Matthew, but uh, mainly our young people go to concerts and they're being fleeced left, right and centre, which is a terrible reflection of what's going on in the capital and the government must weed out them uh, Chancers. They must weed them out, mm. and and the honest the people must be supporting. Can't yeah.
1: interfere in commercial operations, Michael.
2: They can always interfere when it suits them to interfere, but they won't interfere when it doesn't suit them, and that's the bottom line in this country. We can see this, like as I said to you at the beginning of the interview. We pleaded last year when the energy uh, prices were rising, rising for a mini budget, no mini budget, no mini budget. What happened last week? We had a mini budget. That's what we had in this country, right. and and our two ministers of finance kept their head down quietly, left a 9% hospitality sector strike up the, that to VAT to 13% and our fuel go in some cases 7 cents for petrol and 5 cents a litre and they're taking 50 per, uh, 50% of all that take into the back pocket so they can shove it out for little pet projects around the place and basically everybody's paying for that and everybody's suffering.
1: Michael, good to talk to you. Michael Collins, Independent TD for Cork South West. The uh, price of petrol going up, we've got the VAT has gone up Kevin Hearn, as it Sage and Middleton. Kevin, the vat went up at the weekend. Did you have to adjust your your, your dishes price-wise? Good morning.
3: Good morning, how are you? Um, you have to make a little bit of an adjustment, um, but there's only so much adjusting, I suppose, you can do. Yeah, you know. yeah. We're kind of at the stage now where, you know, people are only, only willing to pay so much for a certain product, so, you know, you just you can't and keep putting up prices it's just just not it's just not going to work just it's not going to work
1: and the nine percent was manageable but 13.5 like that's a 50 percent increase in in vat like if you take something as simple as as basic as as, as fish and chips you're talking about putting a couple of quid on, on on something as simple as fish and chips aren't you
3: well, I suppose, you know, we're not, it's not a case of the VAT's going up, the prices are going to go up, you know, we can't, like, it, that can't be the case in, in in every way, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that, because as I said, people are only, you're only willing to spend a certain amount on yes. fish and chips, you know, you're then, you're then taking the decision away from people, whether they want it or not, and, you know, there's only so much you can charge, but like... Restaurants. I can only speak now for restaurants. I know it's not a lot for everybody, so I, I'm not speaking on behalf of everybody. I can only speak for you know for restaurants. But you know, generally, profit margins in restaurants are generally between five and ten percent. Okay. That's generally what a restaurant's profit is over the course of a year. So you know, it's very very simple maths. So if you think about what the VAT rate has just went up, it's going up four point five percent. We're going up to twelve euro on our minimum wage in January, which I fully respect and I'm, I'm behind it to be honest. But that's another we'd say another 1.5 percent that's going to be honest so we'd say we're up to six percent mm. so you know those those maths just do not work yeah you so. said the
1: five to the five to ten percent margin um, talking to other people in the trade Kevin you've got to be pulling in to, to make it worth opening the door you've got to be pulling in somewhere between seven and ten percent don't you yeah you have to yeah of
3: course you do. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not viable for anybody to do it. You know, like not every, not every restaurant is out the door. Not every restaurant has the capability to be you know full every night and a capacity every night. And um, those that, that are g- good for them. But you know, there's there's a lot of towns and villages in Ireland that, and seasonal um, locations that are are not you know full all year round. If we were we were full all year round, you know that's. You know, you're making five ten to ten percent of a a lot l- larger um, you know turnover in the year than you would be for for those of us that are aren't busy all year round.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, nobody's busy seven nights a week unless they're very ex- exceptionally lucky. Um, but, no, but and you you, you, you no, also have sure. to make hay while the sun shines. And okay,
3: heading into what would September normally be like for you? generally uh, September is kind of a is generally a good month um, yeah. we always find it's a good month especially when you've got weather like this at the moment yeah. um, people, in are the water, more incl-
1: people are more inclined to spend a couple of quid if the weather is nice I think
3: yeah, I suppose they're a bit more relaxed and a bit enjoying themselves and the you know, vitamin D on the skin is giving them the uh, the want for more and need for more, but um generally um the weather is good, people are tend to be in better form. Look, you yeah. know, when the sun's shining, we're all we're all shining a, a bit yeah. brighter when the sun is shining on us, so we tend yeah. to be in better form. So
1: yourself and your, your fellow traders, fellow restaurateurs, like heading into the autumn and winter, um how much under pressure are you, really? I, we're here. Doomsday predictions of
3: doors closing up and down the country. But will you look? Yeah. It's. I think it's important as well that when, like, when we think about restaurants and when we think about eating out, like, no, none of us restaurateurs want a, a dark cloud around you know, the industry. That's, that's not what we're about. We're about being positive, creating a great atmosphere for people to go out and enjoy themselves. So I suppose it's, it's important for us that that's, that's the way it stays and that's the way it remains. You know, sure, it's a positive, sure. positive thing. Uh, while it's difficult, n- no restaurateur is looking for a handout. We're not looking for a handout. Nobody's looking for a handout. And we're, mm-hmm. I suppose that we're looking for more of a helping hand than a handout. It's just trying to understand why. What's the just reason? What is exactly the just reason of bringing it back up again? Why? Why Why are we doing it? Why have we not been told why are we doing it? Where is the money going to go? You know, why think, Why is it after happening?
1: I think they're like we well, there are explanations.
3: We understand hotels and everything. Well, there are explanations. If we know hotels are putting on prices and everything else. But, you, you know, you can't... You can't paint us all with the same brush yeah. that's, that's, that's not that's the way it works
1: No, I think with regard to the VAT change at the weekend I think the explanation they gave was that that was a date by, uh, set in legislation and that in order to change it or to leave it at 9% you'd have had to recall the doll Now, some people bought that, some people didn't Did you?
3: Um, well, not really, no, I wouldn't, it. maybe they would, but whether they did, whether they would have or they wouldn't have, that still doesn't, that's still not a good enough excuse to just yeah. say, well, we're, we're going to put it back up just because we're, you know, we're not going back in and moving of it again yeah um mm-hmm. you know prices have gone up dramatically in the last in the last couple of years as well so it, it's not a case of it's going back to where it was and that's that's one of the biggest points that been made by all of us as well we're not putting it back to where it was two years ago because where we were two years ago and where we are now are two different completely things you know where the cost of, of natural good products is far more expensive now than it was so we're not we're not going back to where it was We're you know we're we're going further down the line again, and nobody wants to see price increases. You know, no restaurateur wants to be putting up their prices. Nobody wants to be scaring, you know, anybody away out the industry. Mm. So
1: it's 37 days roughly to the budget. So if 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 Michael McGrath and he tends to spend some time around Cork on a Monday catching up on constituency business, if Michael McGrath is listening um, on behalf of just one restaurateur, what would you say, Kevin?
3: Um, I just look for a just reason I suppose that's you know um, I'd like to know what is the logical reason behind putting it back up you know why why are we doing it why are you putting it back up what's what what is really the point of it who who's going to who's going to gain from the exercise of raising the vat back to where it was um, you know the, it's it's not for the public it's not for the restaurateurs so who exactly is it for and why exactly are you doing it
1: Kevin, thank you very much. And I will be speaking to Michael McGrath. I imagine we will already have the request in to speak to him around budget time. Um, Maybe even before it, hopefully. But Kevin Hearn from Sage in Middleton and every other restaurant affected by this at the weekend and lots of bars too that did food or do food affected by the jump in, in VAT, which came into effect on midnight Friday night. So Friday was the first day we experienced it. Then we got this email from Kelly who describes herself as a frazzled bride. There is nothing more dangerous in captivity or out of it than a frazzled bride. That we have learnt. Hi PJ, I just wanted to check in to see if any of your listeners are feeling panicked, like myself and my partner. We're getting married next August and are saving our butts off for the wedding. We'll just about get there and manage to pay for it by the skin of our teeth. Now I'm fearing there could be major price jumps because of the VAT increase. We're in the dark as to how much it'll impact our wedding bills, but we're worried that the venue, the food, and other suppliers will have to up their prices. And that's something we can't afford. Can you shed any light on it? And that is from, as she describes herself, a frazzled bride. Kelly. Kelly. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Now Orla McAndrew uh, joins me. Orla, um, event planning, wedding management, wedding planning, wedding catering is is, is your bag. Do you see prices going up? To, like Kelly is worried. Good morning.
4: Good morning, PJ, How are you? I, do you know what I feel for Kelly because she is absolutely not alone in the industry, and even for me as a wedding caterer, you know, supplying that service, we've gone from I've gone from quoting brides and grooms. At 9% to it being 13.5%. So even for me, I'm in the predicament to know whether or not I have to honour that original quote or if I'm well within my rights to pass on that 13.5%. So that's coming up from the other angle as well,
1: PJ. That's an interesting point, Orla. You you, quote, know, you quoted someone pre this fat increase. Yeah. You, you kind of have to absorb it, don't you? Well, Contractually.
4: I don't actually know, and I'm looking into the legalities wow. of that. And, and, and actually, you know, morally, I would say absolutely yes. But going back to what Kevin was saying about the very low profit margins on any kind of food industry, that could be enough to sink me in my business as well. So, you know, I'm I'm offering, operating at about between 7 and 10% of a profit margin. So again, you're, that's an extra 4.5% that's coming off my bottom line. Um, so it gets to the point then, is it worth my while doing what I'm doing? That really badly impacts the entire industry. Anybody who's working in food and anybody who is, like Kelly, looking at having a service provided for them, it, 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 this is a detrimental uh, increase. And it, it leaves everybody in a very vulnerable position.
1: This is, this is very, coming from someone who, and I'm not, Blowing smoke where I shouldn't blow it, or one of the most positive people we ever talked to about the wedding <laughs> game on this program. That's a very depressing thing you just said.
4: It is, and, and thanks for saying that, PJ, about my positivity. And I am, in general, a very positive person, and I absolutely adore what I'm doing. And, it, it, you know, it's new to me. I'm in my 40s. I discovered this very, very late in life i 'm absolutely brilliant at it, I have to say <laughs> and, and i say and I say that with positivity, and it 's given me so much joy, but now i 'm looking at and it 's not it isn 't just the four and a half percent increase it 's literally all of the increases that are impacting us, as Kevin mentioned earlier, you know the price of natural goods obviously we're all impacted by electricity, and like you can only pass on that so much because we can nobody can afford it I as a consumer can 't afford to keep paying. The increases, and I can't expect my customers to be able to afford that either. So it's actually, yeah, it's a it's a kind of a frightening time for anybody in food yeah. right now to be able to continue delivering the very best of ingredients as well. And like you could take shortcuts and you could try and increase your profit margin, but that then that doesn't make me need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'll never I'll never go down that route to keep myself in business. I'd rather go out of business. And have to choose better options and not be delivering to the standard that I insist on delivering to, do you know? Yeah,
1: that's Orla, Minister for Finance Michael McGrath, before he went into politics, his actual profession is he's a financial controller, he's a business accountant, he understands the running of a business. Why mm-hmm. do you think, and this isn't personalising against Michael. Well, on a personal level, I, I, I get on very well with him, with Michael, mm-hmm. I've known him for 20 years. But why would you think that somebody who is a financial controller by profession mm-hmm. would see this as a good idea for businesses like yours and businesses like Kevin's?
4: Well, I suppose, let's call said spade a spade. It's, it, it's, he's not doing it on behalf of businesses like mine and businesses like Kevin's. He, you know, the government are... Needing to gain money from all sorts of sources, and this is another source of income for the government. So it's obviously not, we're we're not his concern.
2: Mm.
4: We we clearly cannot be his concern because as a man of Ireland, he understands that the food industry is massively under pressure. So yeah, I I would be inclined to agree with Kevin and and want answers as to who is this to benefit, and how is it fair that this particular industry is having such a, it is an enormous item. It's 4.5% of something that is, everybody knows is a very small profit margin. And and I, and I I actually I question, does everybody know that? Because you often, you know, I think you here, oh my God, the price of eating out in Ireland, the price of wedding catering, the price of food in general is astronomical. We're being ripped off. But actually I don't think pe- people appreciate how much it costs, to actually deliver an exceptional food service. You know, it's we're not charging astronomical amounts of money for a crack or to line our own pockets. Literally so we can continue to put food on our own tables
1: as well. Well you know, you know? one person that's been educated in that regard or this year is me, because I would have been one of these people who'd have looked at the receipts coming in and said, Christ that's a ripoff. But when I sat down and I talked to people mm-hmm. I take a simple thing like a like a simple thing like a platter of fish and chips which uh-huh. is the most basic fare in a restaurant. I sat mm-hmm. down with someone, I won't name who they are, who showed me the exact cost of placing that up mm-hmm. and the the money they made out of the 14 or 15 quid. And I'm saying, Jesus, that's not a lot at all, is it really? It really isn't.
4: And I, I, I would actually love for there be, for there to be a huge education piece on that so that I suppose that people get behind restaurateurs it's an, uh, and, you know, m- my own service, yourself, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That they understand that there's huge value in what we do. You know, it is it is blood, sweat and tears. It's passion and it's joy. And if we can't actually continue to make a living on it, that people don't get behind us and understand what the costs involved are, then we will go out of business and everybody suffers. You know, I You know, a person who wants to do a bespoke, unique wedding they won't have that opportunity because the likes of me won't be available, you know, won't be able to continue being in business. Understood. So, yeah.
1: Understood, Orla. I wish you well, and I hope it won't be too difficult an autumn and winter for you. Uh, at, uh, the Zero waste weddings is the main um, push for Orla of recent. Recently, but she does catering events of any kind of wedding, and like she she's damn good at it too. And one of the most positive people we ever talk to about this kind of issue on the show. Um. And she's very down, very down in the jumps about it this morning. Um and um, Kevin the same. Kevin is always very positive, very down in the dumps this morning. Are you listening up there, lads? In the doll. Courts ninety-six FM.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?